is KGMI Connects with Joe Tian, a live local show about our community and you on KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. Well, happy Monday to you. It is our Open Lines, Open Ideas program here on KGMI. KGMI connects, and we hope to hear from you. 360-676-5464. And I don't have a call screener. My trusty Jason is uh, taking a day off, but uh, he'll be back tomorrow. In the meantime, we'll soldier on. And uh, so call 360-676-5464. Let it ring. I'll get to you as soon as I can, so just be patient and I'll uh, get you on the air. Might even pick you up cold, throw you right on the air before you even know it. But uh, we do want to hear from you, whatever's on your mind here on KGMI Connects between now and 5 o'clock. And lots to discuss, you know, the, all of a sudden we're shooting everything out of the sky that um, I guess doesn't respond to our communications. A little concerning. I mean, are these birthday balloons are they um, some sort of uh, UFOs I mean if if we start shooting our missiles at uh, at alien spacecraft I, 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 I concerned for our planet's safety if they have the technology to make it here we blow one of them up that's a little concerning but uh, have we gotten a little bit uh, trigger happy over what's floating around up there especially stuff that's way up I, and I guess I understand if it's imposing a a, a threat or a, a danger to aviation, but yeah, the, the, the news never disappoints, does it? Uh, real quick, uh, hi, KGMI Connects. I'm going to put you on hold for just a moment. I got some folks ahead of you, but I will get to you. I don't have a call screener. Uh, so, yeah, once again, just call, be patient, and we'll get you on the air. And uh, we start with Steve this afternoon. Hi, Steve. How you doing? Very good, very good. What's on your mind today? Well, I just wanted to get on before John Ferndale got on there with one of his delusional anti-Trump rants. Okay. But I had a couple of weird questions. One is on uh, KGMI's advertising. Seems like every time I am listening to it, I think my phone's going off, and it's really some kind of background jingle or a song or some kind of weird little noise. Hmm. Is that is that a tactic? I don't want to say tactic. Is that a <laughs> I don't... well, let's say tactic that commercial people use to get your attention because I don't know. What, it's really I, kind of strange. Didn't know if you knew how they went about, you know, making up a jingle or a advertisement. Well, we do. Obviously I think advertisers do want to get your attention, but I don't, I'd have to hear what you're sort of specifically talking about. Cause that doesn't really ring a bell with me. I just but. listen to any of your commercials. There's always a little jingle going on in the background or music or like it sounds like my cell phone's going off, and I'm grabbed for my phone, thinking it's mine. Huh. Yeah, I thought okay. I just wondered if that's normal. And then uh, the other comment I had was on uh, the halftime show with Rihanna uh-huh. on stage there, grabbing herself and all kinds of different weird perverted. She's grabbing her crotch and she's lifting her cheek butt cheek up and singing some some weird stuff. I just thought it was kind of disgusting. Okay. All right. Well, all right. Well, it's kind of a, I, I know with the gesture you're talking about, at least the, the crotch, crotch grabbing and all that, it's, it's kind of a thing uh, that uh, a lot of different artists do, both male. I think it started with men, females have taken it on. Um, I don't know that I'm one to, to rightly break down the, 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 the idea behind it or what's, what's the motivation for well, it. Well, I think she's, he could have got away with not doing any of it. It would have been just fine. All right. Okay. Anyway, but, that's all I got. All right, Steve. Thanks for your call. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, you bet. All Thank right. You. Yeah, I mean, I I enjoyed Rihanna. I thought it was an interesting uh, presentation. You know, the the, the white-clad dancers. Um, you know, we were, we were saying, we wonder if those, uh, you know, if they get to keep their outfits. That was with the, the, the little party I was hanging out with. Somebody said, I wonder if they get to keep those outfits. And I said, yeah, yeah, you'll see that, uh, you know, you're, you're going down the, the aisle in the supermarket. You see somebody wearing that, and you say, ask them, which one were you? And that whole lineup. But uh, give us a call, 360-676-5464. Steve wanted to beat this guy to the airwaves. John in Ferndale joins us. Hi, John. Hey, Joe. How's it going? You're doing well, doing well. 
Did you uh, enjoy the uh, football game there? I did. It was an entertaining game until the very end. It, of course, this isn't a sports talk show, but I got to vent a little bit because I thought that penalty. Did you watch the game? I didn't, but I heard Morning Joe do a great summary of okay. the, the call and whether they should have, like, you know, a call like that, which changes the course of the game. I knew you'd have a lot to, to well, say Well, that was about my it. feeling. It didn't, it didn't necessarily, you know, it didn't uh, keep, well, it, 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 it kept the Eagles from having a chance, you know, to have a chance to respond to a score that, uh, that Kansas City otherwise would have been forced to, to, you know, they would have been forced to basically kick a field goal likely at that point and uh, left probably about a minute and a half on the clock that the Eagles could have used to try to get down and either tie up the game or uh, score and go ahead and maybe even leave more time on the clock for Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs to get back down and score. But it it just it ended the game that that uh, you know that uh, penalty because then it allowed the the Chiefs to hang on to the ball and run the clock out and that's what was disappointing to me. I thought it was a disappointing end to the game. How how much did you lose? I didn't bet anything on it. <laughs> <laughs> I have to admit I don't. I'm 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 really not. Because I'm terrible at, at predicting the future, and I'm terrible at predicting scores, and I, so I, I I'm not motivated to start gambling on sports. One one of the one of the great side effects from uh, a religious fundamentalist private school uh-huh. is that they really drill it into your head that gambling is bad. Ah, because the soldiers, you know, who 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 were the Roman soldiers uh, who who were gambling on when Christ would die. And that's, you know, why the one wow. put the sword into his, you know, so he could win the, win the bet. Um, and literally, I've never bought a lotto ticket. <laughs> I don't, I never played cards in the Navy, and I would watch other people play poker, and then, oh, friendships get, get broken. Um, <laughs> anyway, you know, George Soros doesn't pay me to talk about this stuff. I have to do my delusional Trump rant. Uh, okay. Kidding, of course. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's funny that people are so bent out of shape when Mr. Trump is the declared, he's the only one, he's the only declared candidate for the Republicans. And he does say a lot of, well, interesting things, a lot, like, <laughs> let's terminate the Constitution. You know, it's kind of like, it, it, it amazes me the cowardice of people was was that loser's name Steve that just called in right it's like you know if i didn't mention the bizarre man who wants the the once in future king uh you know there'd be something wrong with me as an as an american to not point out a direct threat but i will leave you with this okay. i felt i felt kind of bad all weekend now i don't know if the guy's name is kirk or kurt but he called in all bent out of shape, Joe. Tell him why that John just doesn't shut up. Telling people to get vaccinated. Well, my doctor, well, sir, if your doctor tells you that you shouldn't get the vaccine, obviously, Kurt, that's what you should do. I would never go against medical advice. It's just that as we reach herd immunity, you know, those of those people who got the virus, who got vaccinated or both, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's important for us to like stay immunized, those of us who want to. Obviously, I wasn't the one doing man, like talking about mandatory vaccinations. That was everyone's favorite Michelle. We had to talk her off the ledge. You can't have in the United States of America mandatory shots by the government because that would, you know, that would that would not go. That would not fly. But anyway, yeah, um all right. It's 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 important for herd immunity and for those of us who like don't want to get sick or if we do get sick, ninety percent less chance of dying. All that stuff. Yeah. I mean, I I would never ever recommend, nor have I ever, that someone violate their their doctor's good advice. That's a reason. That's the reason they have, they have a medical degree. Yeah. And my degree is uh, from the Schmuck University. Okay. Well, that's good. I don't have to tell my doc. Uh, sorry, doc. You know. Th- John in Ferndale told me I had to do this, so I'm going to ignore your advice. 
<laughs> thanks for thanks for letting me off the hook on that, John. Take care. Uh, let's see. KGMI connects. I'm going to put you on hold for just a moment. Thanks for calling. I got another caller ahead of you. I'll get right to you. And uh, let's go to Jim in Seattle. Hi, Jim. Hi, Joe. How are you today? Doing okay. Well, I was uh, reading the, a very excellent article on dissident voice on uh, January 28th. It involved Norman Finkelstein, I mentioned before. Uh, Chris Wright is the author, and it's an analysis of uh, our woke culture and how the left, such as it exists, even though it's, uh, many things are called left that really aren't, which is one of his points. But uh, as far as the, the most uh, telling part of it, uh, probably it's a long article, has to do with Frederick Douglass. Uh, are, you, are you familiar with that name at all? Was the the inventor? Well, he wasn't. He was a a, a black uh, freed slave, I believe. Okay, uh, I yeah. He's fairly I... famous. To, you know, he's um, mentioned in a lot of people like Cornell West, who's black, really like him. And the sad fact is that some blacks are now calling him a racist because he believes in the whole group. He said. Uh, the best people who ever helped the black cause were white men. And it wasn't like he was a reverse racist or a sellout. He just said, I, I belong to the, the family of man, the whole man, the whole group. Okay. And that, that we, we should all be able to get together. And I know it's hard to do that, but um, I think a, a progress is being made, but it doesn't just happen accidentally. You know, if you let, um, you know, I... Uh, it happened thus, or I willed it thus, is one from Nietzsche. <laughs> and I think in many cases, I willed it thus is a better explanation for what happens in our changing and in some ways not changing uh, environment. So that being the case, I think we still have to probably work with the Democrats. Uh, it may take a little time, uh, but I think uh, that's probably our best hope for, at the moment if we could get them to go farther left in my opinion that's what i hope for and okay. if another party started that could incorporate the middle class and the working class uh not to you know drag everyone down but to balance things because uh certainly the uh discrepancies in uh, wealth and income are enormous the environment is being polluted because the regulations cost too much and no one wants to pay them and so I would also say that uh, we should ask what can be done and always more than always saying how much will it cost, because I think we could do great things with the, uh, right. the resources we have if they're well, properly used and so forth. So, but I, I would say, I mean, just on the issue of the environment, though, I mean, uh, a tightly controlled society that I, I don't see that. I mean, I see that as being able to easily abuse the environment. I mean, if we're looking at... Um, uh, societies, uh, you know, I mean, just look at Soviet Union, look at China, how it, as it transformed its economy from agrarian to an industrial economy, I mean, its environmental record is pretty atrocious. So I, I don't know that the political yeah. system is, is, uh, is going to be the panacea for, uh, for the environment, but just, just some of my thoughts and thanks for yours, Jim. I got to take a quick break. I got other folks on the line, and once again, I don't have a call screener, but I'll get right to you as soon as I can here on KGMI Connects, 360-676-5464. Let it ring. Meter House of Luxury is Whatcom County's newest luxury jewelry store. It's Bellingham's hidden gem with an amazing selection of precious metals, like gold and silver American eagles, 100-ounce silver bars, and a vast selection of platinum bars and coins. You'll be dazzled at their extensive collection of jewelry and Rolex watches, plus GIA certified in lab-grown diamonds and now carrying Gucci and Louis Vuitton bags. The experienced and knowledgeable staff are ready to serve your every need. It's the crown jewel in a long career of luxury from John Nieder himself. Hi, I'm John Nieder. I've been buying and selling precious metals for nearly 30 years. If you're interested in expanding your private investment, I'm available to advise you with your purchase. You'll be amazed at our selection. Neater House of Luxury. Find jewelry for all. Professionals are ready to assist you at 21 Bellwether Way, Suite 107, beside Lombardi's back patio. Or shop online at neaterhouseofluxury.com. Neater House of Luxury. Follow the bright light. 
Lindale Glass is your premier window and door company in Whatcom and Skagit County. With over 35 years of professional installation experience, you can rely on the dedicated employees at Lindale Glass to provide an exceptional install. Lindale Glass features Milgard windows and doors, leading the industry with innovative, high-quality products. You can be assured of a product that is customized for your home. No shortcuts, no gimmicks, just excellent service and exceptional quality from Milgard. Visit a Lindale showroom to learn more or online at lindaleglass.com. When you make Spring Creek by Bonaventure your home, you're not only getting the retirement of your dreams, the simplified lifestyle you deserve, and a spacious suite, you become part of our community. At Spring Creek by Bonaventure, new neighbors become best friends. Book a tour at retirementperfected.com or call us at 360-746-2432 and discover what it means to live life on your terms. Come in today and learn how we can save you thousands. Once again, that's retirementperfected.com. Taking your calls live on KGMI Connects. 360-676-5464. Good to have you with us here on this Monday afternoon and right back to the phones. And uh, Jackie joins us. Hi, Jackie. Where are you calling from? Hi. Anna Okay. Good to hear from you. Yeah. I'm the one that's always telling you the Democrats ruin everything. And okay. Got another point to make on that. Okay. I know you don't watch uh, Fox News or anything, but... Occurred to me on Sunday night, there's a nice young reporter has his own show there on Sunday evening called Lawrence Jones. And he was in one of the back east in one of the ghetto cities there talking to, uh, I think he was like a advocate for young people, a black man with five or six young black high school kids. And it broke my heart because these kids were talking about how they're trying to go to school and how when they leave the house in the morning, how scared they are that they're going to get shot. Mm-hmm. And when as soon as they leave school, they run home. They don't dare have any activities afterwards. And they don't know if they're going to make it home. And one girl actually just crying. And this man, he's trying to help them, even setting up maybe boarding schools. Of course, they don't have the money. But these kids are fighting. And it occurred to me, they're they're fighting against our own president. With all these drugs, they don't do a thing about it. He's letting them come across this open border and keeps promising, oh, things are going to be better. You know, I'm in my 80s, and I've heard them say that forever. We just had more money, more money. What are they doing for the poor black kids? Nothing. Not a thing. The president never mentioned the drug problem, did he, when he made his State of the Union address? And when they brought up the border or said something about the border, no, he doesn't. uh, It's going to stay like it is. It's okay. Now the Chinese nationalists, they caught them. They caught some of them coming across. So he's selling us out, Joe, as far as I'm concerned. All right, Jackie. Well, I I have made the statement, and I, I stand by it. I you know, I think that drug smuggling, there is certainly drug smuggling that happens across our border with Mexico, but drugs find their way into the country in many different ways, including fentanyl and uh, the, and the, the chemicals that make up that drug and make up others. And I don't know, there's not one, there's not one entry point that can be plugged up and to keep these things from getting into our society and, and destroying neighborhoods that are racked with poverty and violence. And that is, it is a tragedy. And how do we deal with that? I mean, well, uh, the, there's, I there, think there, they there, start, stop, the, stop the flow of it the best you can. Okay. That's a start. You got to start somewhere. Well, and that's true. I think a lot of that, all that shooting back and forth, that these kids have to dodge these bullets all the time. 
I think it's all gang warfare over well, drugs. By by and large, it likely is, yeah. Absolutely. Sure, sure. And they're not doing anything. All he talked about is, oh, he's going to do this and he's going to do that, and our life is going to be wonderful. No, that's not. Oh, one more thing. Yeah. <laughs> John, <laughs> bless his heart, but <laughs> I wish he'd... He'd start talking about something constructive, like, you know, what's going on in our world. Not the vaccine, that's old. And Trump, come on. I was so much better off under Trump. Really? And he he can't deny that. I know that my money's not going very far anymore. So anyway, All right, Jackie. I appreciate you you calling and letting Uh, us know how you feel. All right. Okay. Thank Take care. You. Bye-bye. Vet. Bye. Uh, let's see. We'll uh, stay on the, outs- out the outside of Whatcom County. We go over to Port Angeles, and our friend Tom joins us. Hi, Tom. Hello, Joe. Nice call. Yeah. Um, yeah. For the last persons. Okay. And we'll all over all of them so far. Uh, can I uh, direct you to a periodical? Okay, and a good and and a very good uh, periodical it is. See, right. Steve Trumbull and Guy Norris, Aviation Week balloon shoot reveals best yet so far. Uh, it's. We were just about on the same page and everything, and I made commentary there. Uh, as far as the uh, the smaller balloons, all right, that I I really don't uh, know what they are, but it sounds like they're small enough to evade. Uh, not DARPA, but uh, uh, NORAD. The uh, NORAD, okay. yes. Okay. All right, and uh, they'd be just a, just just big enough that they will miss it. Okay. Uh, but I don't know and, if they've, they've they've really said what those are at this point, or whether they were. Uh, they're unidentified objects, um, at least what we they've what we've been told. Um, well, that, you know the they, others, they, other they, than that giant <laughs> balloon they shot down off the coast, the east coast there. Well, well, the the the, the small ones that they blew up, you know, we don't really know after after they do that. Uh, but uh, yeah, this is we can navigate this. And okay. uh, that periodical is uh, what's it called? Aviation, aviation, aviation weekly. Okay. All right. And that's the pearl I got for you. The uh, and get that next caller. All right. Thanks, Tom. Aviation Thank weekly. All right. Let's see. Uh, hi, KG, my connects. I'm going to put you on hold for just a moment. I got a caller ahead of you, but we will get to you. Thanks so much. I don't have a screener. Uh, let's go to Michelle in Bellingham. Hi, Michelle. Oh, hi, Joe. Um, hey, uh, two quick comments before I talk about UFOs. Okay. Uh, one, the, the majority, the vast majority of the 40 million or so uh, black hole in America are great people. And I know I've met so many of them in, all over the country. But about a small fraction of them are stone-cold killers, or if not killers, at least stone-cold criminals. And the vast majority of black people who suffer, like that woman before talked about, are suffering at the hands of black people. And we need to not fear arresting and putting behind bars for a long time, you know, that very tiny... I less than 5%, I'm sure, of black people who are evil. And it's that simple. Now, the other thing is, I mean, we just cannot afford to let all that vast majority of good black people suffer any more than we have to. Okay, the other thing is, 
The only reason I backed off from mandatory vaccines, as John was referring to the ledge, is because I quickly realized that we were being given a lot of misinformation and disinformation and all kinds of other issues regarding the vaccines from just about all sides. And I said, I had a talk with a doctor and I said, this just seems silly. So let's just let, I mean, it's, it's not, it's by this time, we know that it's not guaranteed to, um, you know, save you from infection and from transmitting it and maybe even from worse. So go ahead and get it if you think it's important. I know I did all five times so far, uh-huh. but it's okay. I mean, it should be up to the individual, and it's that simple. Now, uh, as far as UFOs go, real quick, um, I know you've got these breaks coming up. Um, I believe very strongly that unless there really is, maybe not in our future, but in some other world's uh, future, a uh, you know an Einstein cracking uh, ability to travel much faster than the speed of light, which would you know like they talk about space warps and science fiction and all that stuff. Uh-huh. The reality is that. The the nearest star is 4.3 light years away from Earth, Alpha Centauri. The vast majority, which does have some planets, the vast majority of stars are much farther away. If we could invent a spaceship, as Robert Heinlein envisioned in his novel Orphans of the Sky way back in the 1940s. I love Heinlein. Oh, I love Heinlein. I have yeah. all of his first, I have every book he ever wrote. Uh-huh. But anyway... Uh, Heinlein um, wrote a brilliant novel about civilizations that lived and died on this starship in order to restart, reach the stars because it just wasn't possible to come even remotely to speed of light. Uh-huh. Now, if we could create a spaceship that would travel one thousand miles a second, which is, I think right now we can we, we can break the Earth's escape velocity of seven miles a second, and we might be able to get up to about 30 on the way to Mars with various tricks. But if we could do a thousand miles a second, it would still take over 700 years to reach the nearest star. Mm-hmm. And I believe that other civilizations exist around the universe, uh, billions and billions of galaxies and stars, trillions of stars probably. And all I'm saying is it's utterly ridiculous to think that UF. I do not believe in UFOs in any way, shape, or form as regards outer space visitors. I mean, it's fun. It's fanciful. I've enjoyed movies and books and all that. Uh-huh. I love science fiction. But UFOs are, you know, basically, you know, the conspiracy theorist dream. What these objects are in the sky, I can't exactly tell you. I don't think they're going to reveal it to us very quickly. I do believe it's possible that these smaller three could have been, uh, you know, weather objects. I don't know. I'm sure the big one that they shot off South Carolina was a commie plot to, you know, go uh-huh. over our missile. You know, they want to find out everything they can about us because ultimately they're going to try to take back Taiwan and they want to intimidate us into not going to war with them. Um, But anyway, I mean, there's no more evil civilization on the face of the earth than Iran, Russia, China, and uh, North Korea, those four nations. And they're all led not by people. People are not evil, but the leaders are pure evil. And all I can say is that, um, you know, we need very much to forget about UFOs and stop all that scientific, uh, that's just utterly unscientific let's just worry about what's happening in our own in our own little bailiwick all right and that's that's enough for now thanks michelle i appreciate your thoughts and and i mean i on one hand i understand and i i mean if the big bang theory is to be believed um seems that um we and any other alien life forms out there would be kind of on well but not necessarily but kind of on the same evolutionary time scale but um i mean maybe their planet cooled earlier and they had a head start on us i you never know there might be ways to do what's uh what seems fanciful uh what they write about and and uh do in uh science fiction movies we'll take a quick break and we back with more we hope to hear from you 360-676-5464 
Are you thinking about retirement and wondering if you can even afford to retire? Are you concerned with layoffs at your company and wondering how you would afford individual or COBRA insurance for your family if you should lose your group coverage? Do you know if you or your dependents qualify for tax credits through the Washington Health Plan Finder? Tune in this Saturday at noon to hear Marcia Neal, Senior Agent at Vibrant USA, explain how working with an independent broker can help put your mind at ease and give you the answers you need as you prepare for your future. Hey, this is Lisa Stofan. Heard the Mark Patrick weight loss hypnosis hype? Well, I attended because my father stopped smoking with hypnosis. Hypnosis eliminated my desire for soda and fast food, made me want to exercise, and I lost 60 pounds in six months. My energy level exploded. I went to another session to deal with some other problem foods, and I lost another 10 pounds. In fact, I brought my husband. He lost weight. More important, cholesterol and blood pressure improved. My friend went, and she lost 20 pounds in the first two months. So does Mark Patrick hypnosis work? Oh yeah, it works. Join Mark Patrick seminars and lose the weight or stop smoking guaranteed for only $49.99. Hypnosis designed to destroy unwanted cravings, late day eating binges, boredom eating, stress eating. Seminars Sunday, February 19th at the La Quinta Inn and Suites by Wyndham Bellingham. Weight loss seminar at 11 a.m. Stop smoking seminar 2 p.m. And Monday, February 20th at the Days Inn by Wyndham Mount Vernon. Weight loss seminar 5.30 p.m. Stop smoking seminar 8 p.m. Register markpatrickseminars.com. The latest local news and important topics of the day from the West Mechanical Studio. Don't worry about your furnace on the coldest days of the year. Talk with West Mechanical, your independent train dealer, about replacing your old inefficient furnace with a train comfort system. Today, find them at westmechanical.net. Get the latest news and information 24-7 with KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. We're taking your calls live on KGMI Connects, 360-676-5464. Thanks for joining us here on this Monday, and we go to Rich in Ferndale. Hi, Rich. How's it going today, Joe? Doing well. That's good. I was sad to hear john call and call the previous caller a loser who's that loser that called in i was like oh my goodness <laughs> referring to that first caller yeah halftime show that was you know kind of raunchy but that is the norm now and it is very sad and there's a lot of people that think along the lines of those first caller we have a lot of uh lessening moral views on things everything's okay if you like it you know, we can't fight the war on drugs, so that's okay, too. And everything's just okay. And we're just, seems like we're steadily going down the toilet. I mean, what were they saying about kids being super depressed? There was something on the half-hour news thing about more kids being yeah, uh, I like. depressed of the elementary age or the girls or something. It was, you know, and I believe it. I mean, people are afraid of everything because that's what they're taught. They're taught fear. Everything is fear. Climate's ending. World's ending. Everything's bad, you know, transgender everything. That's all we talk about. It's like this. It's just so weird. 20 years ago, Joe, you and I would have agreed on almost everything. Really? But yes. Hmm. 20 years ago, you would have never swallowed the pill of that kid wants to be transgendered at age 12 and the school's going to keep it from the parents. That is the liberal talk right now that it is okay to keep that information from the parents if that kid wants to be a different gender. That That's crazy. The parents are responsible for the kids up to their 18th birthday and certainly at age 12 or under. Well, schools you know, it, schools don't have an agenda to keep those kinds of thoughts from a parent. They do it, Joe. If, they the, do if it. the student wants it. them to, I mean, but if the student is, says— That doesn't count. Oh, well, it count. does. Yeah, do I mean, it, Joe, I mean no, to assume that old. that a, no, you can't. No. The schools can't assume that every student has <sighs> has a great uh, relationship with their pa- parents or with their families. And you do not withhold things such as that from the parents, Joe. That is criminal, immoral, and pure wickedness. Okay. When a twelve-year-old decides to chop certain body parts off, and the school doesn't tell the parents that is wrong, that is a moral crime. The sc- the ch- a child can't decide to chop body parts off and do yes, all those they things. Can, Joe. They cannot. Yes, they can. No. Yes. Yes. It is. Yes. You don't see what? that. They're keeping no. it from the parents. That means they can go do it without telling the parents. 
That's wrong. A child cannot go and have a sex change operation without without parental involvement, without their guardian. Uh, there, there's okay, not a there's did, not okay, a doctor that worth that an ethical doctor why, that will Joe, do that. Why do, why do they keep it secret? Why would the school keep that secret? That is so reprehensible. It's just unbelievable. If a student tells uh, a counselor, and I think this is how it should be with anyone, if a student, if if a patient tells a counselor that they're not comfortable sharing this information with other individuals, whoever those other individuals are, no, that, that counselor should work that way. Well, it doesn't work that way when you're under eighteen, Joe. That's wrong. All right, all right. And that's so, the whole problem with society. School, we are morally degenerate. But I the think you've got the wrong stuff. idea that school. Schools actively want to ch- uh, uh, want to change children's gender. They they have no interest they, in that, but they have they an interest in, yes. in 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 yes. in working with kids and understanding their motivations and, and what is and with degenerate behavior. Joe, this stuff is implanted into these kids, and then the school like waters the seed of evil by not telling the parents that that's what this is. This is all about good and evil, and the left just. There is not. There is no evil in the mind of the left. It doesn't even exist. Oh, unless you want to stop an abortion, then that's evil. To not kill a baby is bad, but everything else is good. It, it's just right, bad. Well, Have we've, a good we, day, all right, you too. I think we got a different different point of view about uh, what these these entities and their motivations. But let's go to John uh, in Birch Bay, John. Blaine. Blaine. Okay, good to have you. What's on your mind? First off, Joe, and I didn't call about this. They have schools that are that are. We're secret little clubs teaching about transgenderism and homosexuality, and and uh, they, they told the teacher, parents, it was something else when it was actually that. They have transgender closets where where students can walk into the closet, put on a suit and tie, and walk out as Tommy. And don't even try to tell me that it doesn't happen. Don't even try to tell me, Joe, that uh, that, that the schools don't have them secret little meetings for kids because it does. Well, I've got kids in our school system um, so not heard about one, this, um, the, the, the scary transgender rooms and that sort of thing. But, uh, but students will do that. I mean, students will go in, they'll change into different clothing. I've told the story. My brother taught school for years in a different state, and, um, and he talked in high school, and he talked about students. Um, he talked about primarily females, but I'm sure males do it too, uh, come to school dressed conservatively that's how their parents want to send them out of the house they come to school they go into the bathroom they change their into something much more revealing provocative or yeah you know, i'm you know i'm just saying so kids kids saying. kids can kids will tend to do that but um yeah well anyhow the reason i call okay is i want to remind our good friend john and in the plane that's me you moron not you i'm the moron uh john and in, in ferndale <laughs> That when Trump was in office, Joe, do you remember how much the uh, um, God, I hate I hate old age. My goodness, I draw on a blank here. Um, oh my goodness. Uh, Let's start with gas. What was gas a gallon when Trump left office? Oh, I don't know. I'd have to go back and look. Dollars and fifty some cents, uh, or forty nine cents a gallon. It's so about two dollars and fifty cents a gallon. Okay, that's what gas was when when he left office. Okay. The inflation rate, Joe. Do you remember roughly what the inflation rate was when our our the the man that the whole world hates, Donald Trump, was in office? You know, I know about what it was. I can't remember down to the penny. Do you know what inflation was when he was in office? Well, it was low single digits. Sure. Yeah. Okay. My like two percent or less. Okay. All right. So, so if he yeah. had st- if he had been reelected in 2020, it would have stayed that way. You're saying if he would have been elected in 2020, he would not have shut down the pipeline. He would not. He would have finished the stupid wall. We wouldn't be having all these illegal aliens search through here when Grandpa Joe took over. And, okay. could, it, it, and nobody, nobody in their right mind could say it's not happening. They're just they're just dumb. Okay. Because we have. More drugs in this country than we've had when Trump was in office. He put it all. He said, nobody can put a stop to it. But it's unbelievable how how bad it is. Ever since Biden took office, this country has gone to AC double toothpick. All right, John. Well, I, our previous caller said it's all it's all putting you know fear and angst and everything in our. And I would say that 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 I mean. Uh, 
I, I understand how you feel, John. I understand what your motivations are, but you know that's that's fear in a handbasket right there. We'll take a quick break. Be back with more. Back in two minutes. So we got other folks on the line. We hope to hear from you. 360-676-5464. Where do you go to find the best steakhouse between Seattle and Vancouver, BC? Northwest Washington's famed steakhouse at Silver Reef is the place for award-winning, unforgettable fine dining. Savor our Northwest Source dry-aged USDA prime steaks, finished to perfection in our 1800 degree broiler. Immerse yourself in world-class elegance. Browse our award-winning wine and spirit list while our attentive staff help to create lasting memories. Reservations are recommended through SilverReefCasino.com or by calling Silver Reef Casino Resort. At Silver Reef Casino Resort, we've got that. Escape the hustle and bustle of the city and get ready for a fun and relaxation-filled getaway. Luxury hotel rooms? Yep. Championship golf? Mm-hmm. Top-rated casino with all the best slots and table games? Yes and yes. World-class dining at the region's best and Wine Spectator award-winning steakhouse? Yes, please. The total package is only missing one thing. You. Silver Reef Casino Resort. Located off I-5, exit 260. We've got that. This is Heidi Person, General Manager of the Cascade Radio Group, with a look at some good news in our community that we like to call the Upside. The Rotary Club of Bellingham's annual bell ringing event for the Salvation Army was a great success. This past December, the Rotary Club of Bellingham and guests, even Rotarians from other clubs and former Rotarians, spent time in front of area Hagen stores ringing bells, caroling, and playing instruments and getting shoppers to fill the kettles. A surprise anonymous matching donor also joined in the fun essentially doubling the Rotary Club's efforts. The Rotary Club of Bellingham Foundation has been contributing to the Bellingham community since 1917, and they're always looking for new members. If you'd like to learn more, go to bellinghamrotary.org. The Upside is brought to you from a grant provided by Bayside Coin and Jewelry. They are the largest buyer and seller of gold and silver in the Northwest. Bayside Coin and Jewelry in the Iowa Business Park. If you have good news to report, email it to us at theupside at cascaderadiogroup.com. We're taking your calls live on KGMI Connects, 360-676-5464. We do want to take your call, and um, once again, I don't have a call screener, so just let it ring. Jason will be back tomorrow afternoon, but uh, he's taking the day off today. Uh, but um, let it ring, and I'll get to you just as soon as I can, get you on the air. And Jim over on San Juan Island joins us. Hi, Jim. Hey, Joe. Hi. How are you doing? Doing okay. Doing okay. Thanks for holding down the fort. You bet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I want to talk about spending and, uh, you know, some of the other calls. Jackie was right right in line. Um, Rich, thank you for uh, putting it out there like you did. Uh, I I really do think, Joe, 20 years ago we would have agreed on a lot, but things are happening so fast. It's like the latest new toy, you know, with this woke situation and all kinds of other things that are going on. But as far as the spending goes, um, I, think the, I think it's an addiction, and things can happen in, in, in cultures where, you know, this is how we do it, and this is how it's done, and we're all on this, in the same tribe. And I think that's how a lot of bureaucrats think, uh, and they just don't know anything else other than let's throw more money at it. And that's, that's not working and it's it's going to it's going to come to an end soon and we're all going to suffer. And so what I'm hoping is it comes to an end really quick. And I don't know, you probably don't remember, but I use the metaphor a runaway train. It's like going down downhill and it's full steam ahead and I think it's going to be bad no matter what, but the sooner the train goes off the tracks the better. If you wait too long, uh then it's going to be more disastrous. Because this spending we have, they're addicted in Washington and in our our local government. They're putting a new. Do you know what happened at four o'clock today uh, in our own state at the Capitol? Uh, what's that? Uh, they're having. They're putting together a new. It's not a commission. It's not a. Uh, I believe it's a new department. So it just never it never ends where okay we just need to spend more money have more people involved hire more government officials more people with 20 year pensions that we're not well, going to be able to pay when they retire and but I have to I, I have to admit it's pretty Jim, obvious it's but everybody I talk to regardless whether what's what's what side of the spectrum they come from say if we're talking about crime 
Um, I mean, you mentioned Jackie, our caller earlier, and she said we need to be dealing with the, you know, the border. We heard from our last last caller we need to build the wall. Um, we need to, you know, we need to, you know, law enforcement, incarceration, lock these people up. Those things cost a whole lot of money. And I would mm-hmm. say when we're talking about inner city violence, this is violence that is it it's spawned by, sure, by drugs. And it, but what leads to these things? It's it over over all. It's these are neighborhoods that are racked with poverty. People don't have a way out of them. They don't have any options. They don't have any choices. And this is what they find that you know what these people who commit these crimes find that they can do. They fall into this, and and uh, there's no easy answer. But I would say investing in these neighborhoods and and takes money once again. But it's like mm-hmm. like illness. I mean, tre- you know, preventing the illness in the yeah. first place is more cost effective than treating the disease once it mis- mis- metastasizes good, good, good. or whatever. Right. However, you say that word, a- but absolutely, absolutely right. Preventative medicine uh-huh. is the best. You know, I'll, I'll talk to you right now. I, I I have a couple bad habits which aren't good for my health, and I've been told by. Uh, Trust me, I'm not going to die tomorrow, or it's not. Oh, good. You know, yeah. I don't slice myself or anything. Okay. You know, but I drink a little too much, and I don't exercise quite as much as I should. Boy, today I sure did. But um, <laughs> you know, I had to pour concrete today. But what I'm saying is, preventative medicine, since you want to use that metaphor, is great. So that doesn't seem to be what our leaders get. They they actually create problems. And then they want to throw a whole bunch of money at it to fix it. And nobody can say, like the earlier callers, you know, if Trump had still, if he was reelected, this would have happened and that would have happened. And it would, this would have been better and that would have been better. But I think the odds are it would have. And his preventative medicine for the border would not have allowed as much, uh, you know, border crossings nearly as much as. So, yeah, preventative medicine, but that doesn't seem like. What our leaders right now, especially the ones on the left, want to do, they want to let a problem fester and grow, or they want to create a problem, and then they want to throw a whole bunch of money at it. Okay. Well, uh, I, once again, I'd say it's it's a matter of perspective because, um, sure. I, I mean, what what actions would be you know would other governments take to deal with inner city crime, inner city poverty? Those those types of issues that are really, you know, spawning this and creating this and or dealing with the, the homeless well, problem? Or do we just lock people up? Do we just, you know, spend right, more on right. police departments, bigger jails, right. bigger prisons? Right, right, right. Some I, other governments would have been answer. incredibly draconian. They well, would have been incredibly, incredibly draconian. But well, that's not, there's nuance to this. But right. we've gone the other way with the nuance. We went ahead and said, Okay, you're not going to be punished for what you do, or and we're going to let you out. That is, that's the other side of the spectrum. Well, I know, but I mean, Joe Biden or Donald Trump, for that matter, doesn't have uh, say over what a judge rules in a specific case. I mean, and it's a case by case basis, and our just judicial system is what it is. But I mean, I'll, look at I, the judges we're voting for. Look at right. the judges we're voting for. Okay. All right, Jim. Well, I, hey, I, I got to give some others a chance, but yeah, yeah always hey, a good talk. thanks for talking, man. You bet. Always a good conversation. Let, let's see. I got other folks. Hi, KGMI Connects. I'm going to put you on hold for just a moment. I got one caller ahead of you. And let's go to Robert in Bellingham. Hi, Robert. Hello. Um, I got to thinking this could be a dangerous time for people to fly drones because yeah. there's extra vigilance. I'll say. Things being shot down. There's an article that says they've changed the filter about the size of objects that the radar is tracking. Now, another thing I, I'm thinking a lot of people, I think a lot of our problems are caused by the people. And we keep trying to tinker with government, you know, well, we need to get rid of this or something like that. But I think uh, we're demanding too much. But, from government, and I like the idea of the ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. Like I'm friendly to police, but you know, uh, incarcerate. You know, police are more expensive than 
other social services that might be softer. So, mm-hmm. um, and I think, uh, well, I ride my bike a lot, and I and that's very good for health. And I, I just think a lot of the very, you know, spending that the government does, we blame the politicians, but there's always somebody out there that wants veterans' benefits, or there's another war, or like you were saying, they want the border patrol more, you know, and they want to build the wall and Uh people, you know, we could deregulate business, but then people complain when the zoning is changed in their neighborhood and they're afraid it's going to lower their property values. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) So I think we have to look at ourselves in the mirror and there's a lot of negative thinking out there, but when you look overall, like how we were 20 years ago versus now, I don't think it was that much different. And and we can all, you know, I just think there's a lot of, uh, always been a lot of complaining, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing. I, I think if we all look back on our life, lifetimes that, uh, you know, that there's always been complaints and the government's always been uh, the boogeyman uh, for forever and ever. But uh, thanks, Robert. Real quick, uh, uh, caller, you're live on the air. What's your name? Hey, Joe, it's Michael Unlinden. How are you? Good, Michael. Hey, I just want to comment on a couple things the other uh, folks said about the, the rise in crime uh, and with Michelle talking about uh, uh, the rise in crime in the black community, uh, okay. especially has been, you know, uh, people want to say that, you know, black people are per- perpetrating, you know, a majority of the crimes. You know, th- that that's true. But the opposite side of the coin is that good black people are also the victims of the majority of those crimes. Right. And, and we have to think about that. You know, there's there's people that live in these communities that just want to work and go to school and just live life like the rest of us. And unfortunately, they're surrounded by people that are tax funded, Democrat sponsored. And the reason I say that is because Senate Democrats voted 50 to 49 to send stimulus money. Taxpayers hard earned stimulus money, tax money to inmates you know, violent sexual predators that are incarcerated. And then they released thousands of prisoners early because of COVID while simultaneously defunding the police. Who thought that crime would rise after that? And in every one of these Democrat cities, which ironically are run by black Democrat mayors, black police chiefs, you know, so they can't say it's, you know, a bastion of white supremacy or something like that. Uh, they all have experienced a rise in black homicides, a rise in fentanyl overdoses, a rise in carjackings. Uh, you know, businesses well, are setting down. And so, again, it's these Democrat policies, and it's almost like they're doing it on purpose to destroy the minority community from within. It, it, well, I, 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 okay, okay, Michael, I, I understand the Democrats are your boogeyman, as they are for many. Uh, they are working to destroy America and destroy these communities that they rely on for support. I, but that that's, we'll continue the conversation tomorrow. That's all the time we have today. Thanks for everybody taking part, and uh, hope you have a great rest of your Monday. When you make Spring Creek by Bonaventure your home, you're not only getting the retirement of your dreams, the simplified lifestyle you deserve, and a spacious suite, you become part of our community. At Spring Creek by Bonaventure, new neighbors become best friends. Book a tour at retirementperfected.com or call us at 360-746-2432 and discover what it means to live life on your terms. Come in today and learn how we can save you thousands. Once again, that's retirementperfected.com. Are you thinking about retirement and wondering if you can even afford to retire? Are you concerned with layoffs at your company and wondering how you would afford individual or COBRA insurance for your family if you should lose your group coverage? Do you know if you or your dependents qualify for tax credits through the Washington Health Plan Finder? Tune in this Saturday at noon to hear Marcia Neal, Senior Agent at Vibrant USA, explain how working with an independent broker can help put your mind at ease and give you the answers you need as you prepare for your future. This is News Talk 96.5 and AM 790, KGMI Bellingham, KISM HD2 Bellingham, from the West Mechanical Studio.